What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining me on the panel tonight are Daniel Arroyo, Roger May, Blaine. And he's back! I'm back. Yes! Hey, guys. And producing, as always, is Matt Lubick. I'm playing Zelda again. Again. Oh, Matt. Just making me jealous. Um, In case this is the first time you've ever listened to this show, we are a spoiler podcast, so beware. You know, how much and how often we spoil stuff, eh, it's up in the air. But anyway, uh, we typically do a Marvel book, a DC book, and an independent book, and today we've got an interesting mix, to say the least. Uh, We're going to do some previews, some trivia, maybe if we have that squared away. Roger? I got got Wikipedia. Oh, you got Wikipedia up? Okay, so you are doing more than just Zelda. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And then uh, we'll do some some previews and some news and some questions. And apparently we have like just a smorgasbord of questions tonight, Roger. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, without further ado, Roger, do you want to pitch our Marvel book? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's no surprise to anybody that I, I, you know, I am once again completely under the gun. Getting these, I started reading all of these books today. Um, but yeah, you know, X Men Gold number one. Uh, I, I guess they're getting the band back together. Kitty Pride, Colossus, Nightcrawler, um, Rachel Gray, who's going by Prestige. prestige. Who is Rachel Gray? It's so prestige. Rachel uh, Summers, it's, Phoenix from Excalibur. It's long, 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 long time. It's a whole podcast. That was the, I was like, this isn't this isn't Jean. Like, no, that was my one question. No, no, no. Cable's half sister. Yeah. Weird. Alternate okay. universe daughter yes. of Scott and Jean. It's a whole just, different. Yeah. All right, just go. I don't care. <laughs> Storm. She's Velocity. actually a pretty cool character. Yeah. In, all in all. Prestige is a great name. Uh, well, I don't know. <coughs> I, I like, like Marvel that part. Girl. I didn't like. But she was Marvel Girl too. Yeah, yeah. she took yeah. over Marvel Girl for a while. Her originally, she was Phoenix, but okay. For a long time, it was um, just Rachel. And then for some reason, Old oh Man Logan. I guess because everybody <laughs> loves him. I didn't, you know. No. Uh, they but gotta have Wolverine. Hey, they got the X Mansion back. They parked it in Central Park of all places, I guess, so they could be close to all the action, paying eighteen million dollars rent for six months. And, um, Kitty Pride phases. They're working. They're working on their. They're working on their public relations skills, trying to, you know, not be hated so much. Yeah. And yeah, Kitty Pride phases a building. Yep. <laughs> yep. They fight skyscraper. Ter- they fight Terex. Briefly, yeah, yes. as best they can, I, I'd imagine, right? I don't think they really. I mean, they yeah, they did, but I, I mean, Terex is a he's a bad. <coughs> he was a herald of Galactus, yeah. and I, you know, I don't know. It's too that, easy. It, it was a fight, I, not fight. Too I easy. got the distinct Take impression the they just chose him to make the "Isn't he dead? Well, I died. Well, I died." Um, yeah, the joke, joke um, the chain death joke. I, they're still a dead one of me around here yeah. it was Courtney kind of Logan. ridiculous away, the Logan. fact that they figured the best way um, to beat him was to get him off the ground yeah like what and then zap oh, him what? but he was a freaking herald of galactus yeah, i mean he, he, he traveled around space i'm not I'm sure that you know being 30 oh, feet I'm in a off tornado. the ground oh my weakness <laughs> lightning yeah no get him no but, worse um, yet he goes it's not my weakness then just gets knocked out yeah <laughs> here's you know i love seeing these characters back you know, together again, I, like Jonathan, we were talking earlier. I think you know, if it was the original Logan, yeah, um, I'd that, love it. that would be really cool. That's the that was my gripe is that um, I don't want old man Logan. I want the original Logan. Yeah, 
Um, this book, the, the the problem that I had with it for a first issue, I mean, look, it's well written. The art is stunning. And I mean, it's just, yep. it's, uh, it, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. But um, I felt like, you know, there's, look, you learn, you know, in what, third grade in, in you know, writing, creative writing class that you show don't tell. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this book told you yep. everything. It just, you know, there's not. There's really not much of a story here. There was a lot of exposition by the characters, kind of setting. I almost felt like Marvel was trying to apologize through the characters to the readers. <laughs> Big time. You know, mm-hmm. with these speeches. Kitty's speech that, at the end of the, uh. Yeah. And so it didn't, it didn't really, you, you didn't, you didn't get the foundation of a story in this book. Mm-hmm. You got. I mean, it was it was all completely set up. Yep. Um, kind of an, an an introduction, if you will, and that I don't I, that I don't think was needed. I would have rather have had a get great back into story tar- start. You know, let's get an arc going here. Yeah, the problem um, with that is they brought out that um, X Men Prime, you know, which basically X Men Primer to tell you what's been going on. And that was supposed to, you know, set you up, catch you up, and then they just did the same exact thing in yep. issue one. I mean, yeah, it's like, okay, we're going to get back to basics. They even have Storm and Nightcrawler having that conversation. Then at the very end, oh, we got a new Brotherhood of Mutants. It's like, why don't you start with that? Yeah. Kind of give us some, yep. you know, actual X-Mening. The final page <laughs> is the start of what the arc's going to be like, and I don't – I. You know, it's it, it can work when you do it like that, but it would have been a lot cooler to see that slowly progress into what the final page was going to be instead of just, bam, here they are. Who are these guys? They're the Brotherhood of Mutants. Spoilers. Psych. <laughs> yeah. Evil mutants. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, every good bad guy declares themselves as being evil. Logan is just almost unreadable for me in this book. It's almost unreadable. He was, yeah, the problem is the writer so desperately wants the proper Logan, so you have old man Logan trying to interact like horrible. you know contemporary Logan should with Kitty, but it's like he shouldn't even really know Kitty. I mean, she's been dead what probably like forty, fifty years and yeah. from his timeline? in the timeline yeah. that he came from. I was bumming hard that I didn't get an elf reference from him. On mm-hmm. Nightcrawler, at least somebody once. else gave it to him. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it him. wasn't Logan. Yeah. I was like, "What?" I think this? it was Kitty, right? Kitty Maybe. calls him a little old. Yeah. Well, she always called him that. Nick Scalabert. But you don't so. get. I don't know. I just, but you know, it is Logan's catchphrase. You know. They're buddies. And I mean, come on, we had him jump off the top of a building up into a tornado. Which how the hell he did that? When you perfectly could have had Colossus throwing him. Yeah. I mean, everyone's special. 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 The fastball. Yeah. It's I was like, well, I thought that's missed yeah, opportunity, Mark. Yeah, it really seems like they want to, you know, get back to that <coughs> '70s X-Men, but they're missing a lot of beats. Yep. So I don't really. Well, I felt like get he it. almost did that intentionally to have that misdirection, and I'm like, why would switch? You, yeah. yeah, why would you? Yeah, do why that? would you do that? The selling point of this book is, hey, this is the '70s X-Men unless, team you like, right? Unless you well, thought that. You or know, unless you thought that thing. the readers were going to be like, oh, you're doing that fastball special again? Why? You know? I would never complain about I, a fastball uh, special. No, those Every are the, time they those do are it, the X-Men readers know. that it seems like they want to get. Yeah. Uh, so I don't get that. It's like, look, you always expect the thing to say it's clobber in time. Yes, yes. exactly. You're not really going to, you know, he's like, he doesn't say it every issue. Mm-hmm. But when he says it, you're like, yes. Yeah. And when the point of issue one is to go, hey, it's the thing you want. It's awesome. Look, yeah. do all the cool shit. 
(laughs) Even if you don't have them every issue, just, you know, unload on the first issue. Make you go, this is awesome, I want more. I think, you know, I actually think that this series has potential. It's a great Mm -hmm. cast of characters. You've got some interesting relation dynamics going up uh, into into play with this, like, you know, with uh, Peter and, and Kitty, Kitty, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the love interest that broke on. my heart. Yeah, that broke my heart. <laughs> Literally, like when she when he comes in, he's like, "I got Chicago style pizza." She's like my favorite, but I can't have that with you unless Not we're just as friends. friends. Unless we're just as friends. I was just like, "Oh, like, Peter, like, yeah. my heart breaks for you, man." Friend zoned yeah. hard, dude. But it's I think like, I, I'm gonna have to, you know, because I, I this is the team I love. They had they had um, they actually had. Uh, Giant size X Men <coughs> number one reprint for a dollar come out again this week, and so I mean, we have those in the shop too. That's actually a book that I would have wanted to go back and read after reading this one. I was like, oh, I'm missing, you know, <laughs> I want these guys, I want to read them, you know, Colossus Nightcrawler, you know. But um, I, I think this book, I'm gonna, I'm gonna judge on issues two and three. I don't. This was set up. Nah. I have it, a feeling not this enough is actually be. happened, yeah. which that's kind of sad saying because you know they had a whole action sequence phasing a building, but it doesn't feel like anything happened in this issue. No. What else yeah. has Mark because Mark Guggenheim is the writer, Artie and CF is the artist. Uh, what yeah, else I mean, has Guggenheim done? I don't recognize the name. I mean, he's, I know Artie and done, CF. I was really before. happy he yeah. was on it. I've heard Mark Guggenheim. Yeah, I've heard the name. Yeah, I know but the name. Marvel stuff. Is it just a lot of Marvel stuff? Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's no stranger to this. He should know better. I, but all in all, this was a lot better than I thought it was. Guy, oh yeah, I absolutely. This, this the, the, it, it seems. I will say this: it seems like they're trying hard mm-hmm. to correct, to, to course correct. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know where where in the chain of command the problems are happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's because it, there's a lot of moving parts in in, in how these comics get made. Characters that aren't the characters that you want them to use and, it com- is what it boils down to. Yeah. They you know. want to push characters on you that aren't. There's legacy to a lot of these characters, mm-hmm. especially Wolverine's a, a good example. But they, it's throughout, throughout yeah. the entire line. I don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. So, what would you rate this then? For me, yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. I'll give it two and a half. Roger? It's pretty. That's right where I'm at. Okay. Two and a half. Out of how many? Five. Out of five. Five. Or was that a two and a half out of a hundred? I'd no. give them <laughs> maybe a three. Yeah, they have good aspirations. They're just executing it poorly. I'll uh, give them a, another issue or two. I mean, I'm more interested in Blue personally. That's my X-Men team. But Who's on that team? Uh, it's the kid it's X-Men the oh. that got time displaced. Send them home. Gene <laughs> Send them all home. Ma- Magneto. Uh, yeah, apparently Magneto's the, the Xavier spot. I'll give this a three. Um it's not it's not as bad as I, I thought it was gonna be. Um, it is kind of that nineties feeling team without having you know, the original Logan and, and stuff like that. So I just I feel like we need a Cyclops and we need, you know, some of the other characters to come Cyclops in. Cyclops is dead. I know, that's one of the problems I have. <laughs> yeah, but I think one of the big And so mis- is Wolverine, like our proper yeah, Wolverine. What, one of the big missteps was old man Logan. It's like, well, they, I, you I know. I think they missed on his writing, too. I don't think uh, when you hear his voice when you're reading in this book, I'm like. They want Logan. Yeah, they, they, want, they want the contemporary Logan. Yeah. They should have either convinced Marvel to let him bring him back to life or just. That's an event that's in the. I yeah, oh, that I know. But I'm saying it should have either been that or cut 
out yeah. Logan and get him back once he's yeah. alive again. Because there's other there's the other old man was a that bad placement filled in that spot too that they you yeah. know the, the X Men you know that's a wide swath of characters that are are loved you know beloved characters that they could have done anybody in a pseudo mentor type role mm-hmm. like that what they were doing with with they Logan. should have put havoc in there havoc, havoc would have been yeah good. Havoc where where great. is um. Uh, 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 Gambit. Leave him out. Leave him out. He's on What's the he? other book. Leave him out. the other book? He's on the new You're not a Gambit fan? No. Yeah, like it's going to be an astonishing, I, like I guess. Oh, whatever. Whenever I, I just comes don't, out. man. No, no, that wasn't to you. And Blue <laughs> is the other one that... I don't know. You don't I, just, know? I just don't... It's What is it? Magneto in the original? The kids can't go back. Yes, they can. No, they can't. They tried to send oh, back. No, 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 no. They can because it's comics. <laughs> just kill just like, Just like Wolverine's never coming back to life. Well, Wolverine's not dead. He's just a statue. <laughs> <laughs> An adamantium statue. Anyway, let's go to the indie book, which just sufficiently kept me up at night after reading it. Blaine, tell us about it. Providence. Uh, I should draw a pentagram. Yeah. <laughs> in my flesh. Yeah. With a knife. Oh, that hurt. What is this, Black Monday Murders? <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know if this was as evil as, as Black Monday Murders, but it was definitely way creepier. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's gnarly. It's the only word I can describe it. Um, but I love it. This is uh, Providence, Alan Moore, Jason Burroughs. The... Uh, Cthulhu mythos brought by Alan Moore and made real. Wow. I, I if so many words that I can't use on this podcast to describe this book. <laughs> I know. So, so awesome. So many words you can't articulate. Yeah. I, I, or I, or pronounce yeah. because it's an elder yeah, language. Or, or pronounce because it's an eldritch abomination. In the yeah. old old ones. What what is language. Providence? Providence is a story about a guy named uh I can't remember his first name. His last name is Black. Was it Robert Black? And he's writing a uh, a book about the histories and mythologies of New England and pretty much the Northeast. And uh, he falls down this rabbit hole of... He, found, he finds out about a book... Yes. ...that was supposedly transcribed that was... It, it Sumerian. Had, had, yeah, it it's had old. to do... And he's, he's trying to hunt it down because he, he, he starts off, he's a reporter. Yep. And so, and he's right. He wants to write this novel, and so he goes searching for this Neonomicon this text, right? Yeah. Oh my God. It's a Necronomicon that the, the original Necronomicon that was written in ancient Sumer that is being slowly translated, and there's this whole cult going on, the, the cult of all cults. <laughs> and it just gets crazier and crazier as you go. And this I is imagine actually the that third. this is what it's like to go insane. Yeah. Because I was reading this book <laughs> and it starts kind of grounded real life like police officers. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, what? Full break with yeah. reality. What's crazy it's is not, the characters yeah. that you guys were introduced to in this issue, sorry, are uh, not even in the story until this issue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The this, first 11, this is the first issue I've read. And it's, it's the end of the series, The first right? 11 yeah, take place here. in the early 1900s, <coughs> late 1800s. It's like you, you meet H.P. Lovecraft in issue six. Black meets him finally. He's like a huge yeah. fan. And you find out spoilers that I don't. I don't even know if I want to spoil it. I think it's you got to. I don't read. know if you can. No. You <laughs> could spoil the crap out of this, and it's still read it and be like, "What?" 
It, you have to read <laughs> One of the things I want to add, though, is that this is Providence is it's both a prequel. It was built as a prequel, but it is a to sequel. the Courtyard and Neonomicon stories written by yeah. Alan Moore. Courtyard was written back in the mid to late nineties. Yeah. Really, it's that old? Yeah. Well, the Courtyard was. Yeah. It was. A, oh it my was gosh. A, a two issue story. Two issues. Um, Murder by mystery. Alan Moore, or I think by it was Jason, Jason Burroughs. Burroughs. Same guy. Same yeah. guy. Wow. All the way through. Okay. So Alan Moore wrote this courtyard, and it it it's it's in two issues. I mean, it's the creepiest thing I ever yeah. read. <laughs> and he came back um, about six years ago. Yep, five six years ago, and he wrote a a sequel, Neonomicon, called Neonomicon to the courtyard. Mm-hmm. So um, okay, so courtyard is a story about a detective. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you the, told me the this. guy in the orange yes. jumpsuit who shows up the criminal. Yeah. Yeah. The criminal. Yeah. Um, it's a story about a detective who's investigating these ritualistic murders, okay? In New York and, City, that's yeah, and nuts. very Lovecraft. Finds out, I mean, <laughs> he gets pulled into this, this world. occult yep. world, you know, that's you know that's part of these murders, and he ends up going off the deep end. It's cool how okay? they set it up too, man. He goes into like this underground New York punk rock, like neo rave oh. scene. And gets introduced to this drug dealer that's called the Carcosa, and uh, he ends up trying this drug that actually opens his mind to right. the old gods, and he starts interpreting all these crazy dreams, and he becomes a yeah. murderer. He starts butchering people and creating like flesh flowers out of them. You know, right. I, I told these guys it's before so cool. we before we started this this podcast it's that so I cool. made the mistake of reading this before bed last night. <laughs> yeah. And one issue, and I had the covers up to my chin, and I was like, "Oh my god, what did I just do to myself?" And oh, I yeah. like it just took me forever to fall asleep because of how freaking creepy this book was. It's the, um, this isn't even the sinister stuff. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, and so so after Courtyard, that two issues, he wrote Neonomicon, mm-hmm. which was this detective's buddies, his you know. Uh, what happened? Compatriots on the yeah. force and trying to find out what the heck happened to Joe. Mainly you know? this female character who really starts falling down the rabbit Is it hole. Rears? Yes, she's the 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 naked woman <laughs> yeah, who's oh. pregnant, and she goes into this whole. This is not a book for children ever. No, no, yeah, <laughs> ever. You, you, if okay, you, I just wanted to like, like throw Al, that out. Alan in case Moore. you guys didn't pick it up or get like pick yeah. up on it. It is a much book. She yeah. gets Alan Moore's to, not child friendly ever. Ever. <laughs> well, she gets. Who's it that she gets introduced to? She gets introduced to a couple, and they take her down into this basement, and they present her to this ocean that's in their basement with like these four pillars, and she's raped by a fish man, and she becomes. I'm pregnant done. I, the, I can't. I can't. I can't. She's pregnant. Yeah. Welcome to Lovecraft. So sir. anyway, so okay, so you have <laughs> courtyard, you have Neonomicon, and then when because. Uh, Blaine and I have been on this book since yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Now I still I it's missed year, I right? missed about three, three or four issues. Yeah. That I'm definitely going to go back and read probably right before bedtime. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> the to. best time. But um, Alan Moore came out with Providence, which was billed as a prequel mm-hmm. to Courtyard and Neonomicon. And Providence starts off its setback over a hundred years ago. Yep. Okay, and it's like wow, this is a really old prequel, and I'm. You know, and it's creepy. It that is was what threw me for a loop because you. I remember when I when I cracked this open, I was like, "This is modern times." I thought this was like supposed to be, 
you know, 1800s. Yeah. Just this issue. Yeah. So or this book, 1900s. Providence, ends up being both a prequel and the a con- sequel. Uh, yeah, kind the of a PS conclusion to, to uh, the, the, the last four circle. issues. Or, yeah, it comes full circle. And this last issue, <coughs> we actually haven't really talked much about this last issue. But the, the beautiful thing about, you know, this, this last issue, and Jonathan, this, this goes to you reading it right before bedtime. There's the, the first half of this book is like these guys, the world is changing. Yep. Mm-hmm. The world is changing. It's from, gradually changing. Uh, from um, the world real. of humanity. Yeah. Okay. To a world of dreams. Yep. Okay. And mm-hmm. so it's like you're living in a dream world. And I, I was telling Blaine before we started. I've never read anything, any dream sequence. I've never watched a dream sequence on, you know, TV or a movie or anything that made me feel like I was dreaming. Yep. Yeah. Like that well, captured it so, so real. Well, yeah. Um, and I, there are some sequences <laughs> that, 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 that credit Jason Burroughs because, you know, Alan Moore can write it, but you've got to have the right artist to break yeah. that down. Yeah. And there were some secrets, uh, secrets, sequences. Oh, there were secrets too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, big time. but but like the, we were talking earlier, the, the, when the 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 one guy's walking with the two people and they slowly start going out of frame, right. and then the other characters that were escorting them come back, and the two people are wiping missing. his mouth. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, guys his I, mouth. I, I, I was like, wait a minute, where'd they go? And are I, you I Dutch? Flipped, you I, look Dutch. Yeah, and then he eats. It. I flipped back and I was like, oh my god, they got eaten. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just yeah. was like, wow, did I what? Like so. Well, uh, it's like well, the one, one guy of, one ate someone, and the girl the, was the just like a little bone shard. She got shrunken because was that what that was? She was in a vial. Yeah. Oh my god. Was early on mm-hmm. when he went to that town, you Those had little vials he were had talking these, and stuff. Right. Oh my god, that's even creepier. Dude, <laughs> oh my god, that they were people. Well, he was, I remember you showing me that, being like, "Look how creepy this is." Because I had to, I had to take because the the writing is so small in this one. She in that one where the writing is super tiny. She didn't, she didn't say anything. But early on in those issues, you take a picture of it and you blow it up, and it's like they're having conversations there's yeah they're saying stuff they're they actually printed real dialogue that yeah. small oh yeah. my god so yeah small, this one was just like up. a little squiggles right on the last they one. were just like but loud. gradually <laughs> she was like the hello am i dead what's going <laughs> what's on it's oh like, my that was god nice and but he was like he was like collecting them but most of mm-hmm. the issues that you read of providence there isn't a lot of what's going on right now it's very very normal investigative style stuff and then you'll have occasionally, sometimes not even in, in that issue, every two issues where it's like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like there, he's on a bus in one issue and he's with this, this whole busload of people and they all look kind of like weird, like almost like what's wrong with them? Like half fish people. And they're looking out oh at this God. out in the ocean at an <laughs> island with a lighthouse and they're like, look, there's grandma. There's grandma. And he's like, what are those like seals? And the guys all look at him. Yep, they're seals. And you realize, whoa, what? Where is he going? He's yeah. it's the grandma. Grandma was like, Grandma's do they have the big female still with them? And he's just like, what is happening? Where am I at right now? Oh yeah, it's God. gnarly. You guys, <laughs> it's. Did yeah, you guys read all the text in the the final frame on the book that he rips in half? I tried to. I, I, I read started reading top. all of it. I was like, nope. I, it's I read, crazy. Yeah, I read I'm going to summon page. a demon if I keep reading this. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was my thought. Well, you get the idea that it's not evil in the end either. It really isn't. It's just a return to what this world once was. Right. This isn't our world. 
This is their yeah. Way. I got one thing that you got that I was that I was saying to you earlier is like I, I have to credit Alan Moore with being like able to be super intellectual but super accessible with his storytelling. Yep. Because like there were some high concept things floating around. He's in a the, genius, in, dude. In the end of this book, and I was like, whoa. Well, the whole thing with like fiction being, you know, having real power. Yeah. You know, like or just words having having power, yep. and that works of fiction. Well, he he related them to spores. Yep, contagion. That, it's a that, mental yeah. contagion, right? That would just spread, spread, you know, throughout the world. And they said at one point, it's like, well, you know, that's why they burned all the books, but they just burned the wrong. They ones. burned the wrong books. Yes. The whole witch I, That was a great. Which that was a Salem great line. is referenced throughout, and actually, I think she goes to Salem in Neonomicon. That's where she becomes oh, yeah. impregnated. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah, it's. You find out that Lovecraft, when he wrote all his books, because this exists in our world. Yeah. That those books, were, he was being inspired, and he was dreaming this stuff because he's the prophet. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they say that in this Yeah. Because it was, he was the prophet, and... Well, there was, uh, you had the Redeemer. The re- and the yeah. Oh, he was the, the Redeemer. He, Black was the prophet, Black was right? the prophet, I think. Black the was herald. the Redeemer. The Herald. The Herald. And then he was... No, Black was the Redeemer. He was the Herald. Are you sure? I think yes. so. Okay. I'm pretty sure Lovecraft was right the Herald. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because he writes, he writes it. Yeah. He predicts All right. it. Well, since what what would you guys rate this? I think you know what I'm going to say. Five? Five. Five out of five. Perfect ending. Wow. I love it. Five stars. Wow. Um, I'd give it a four, but I'm also just looking at it as a single book without having any yeah. knowledge of the other stuff. But, you know, good, solid story writing, good story flow. As Roger's saying, great dream logic with how everything's devolving and they're forgetting yeah. that they're not even realizing it's changing. Yeah. But yeah, good solid four. Probably could be a five if I just had more, I, more I, of it. I might be on that. I'm going to say four also because um, I solid issue. It's like an acid trip if you don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of had to read it a couple times. Part of, part of at the end of it, I was like, what did I just put into my mind? Yep. And I told you guys earlier I had to have a palate cleanser by reading Superman 20 today to like get out of that because I was just like, uh, it was in, the last one I read. You've you, been you needed normalcy back in your mind. Yeah. Well, this is because I'm not normally a horror guy. Neither am I, I don't, at all. You know, but this kind of horror – is because I, I don't like gore. I don't. I don't yeah. like you know torture hack porn. And slash yeah, I'm not torture. a fan. I, I don't of like the, that stuff. Yeah. I, I like stuff that that like gets into your brain. You yeah. know that high concept that makes yeah that mm-hmm. really creeps you because I you know being creeped out. Yeah, I'm like wow, you did a, you did a good job. And for it to be a comic because yeah. yeah, to creep you out. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm probably far from the biggest Alan Moore fan. I really don't care much for his stuff, but. I love the <coughs> Lovecraft stuff, and he has that nailed to a T with it. this book. He did. He did. So the first um, more book that I'm probably going to go back and actually read the whole series. Yeah, cool. yeah, it's cool. But start with for anybody out there. I know we're reviewing Providence, um, Neonomicon for, and for this book. You really, you even though this is a pre, you 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 need to start with Courtyard. Yep. But basically, there's a there's a trade out there called Neonomicon. It collects both the courtyard and the Onomicon in one place. You Makes need to sense. start there. Don't come and ask me for it because I sold my last copies today, <laughs> and um, I can't order them from Diamond anymore. What they sold out? Wow! So, um, Amazon.com, do it. Prime, two days, get it, read it, draw some pentagrams. Problems. You know, 
Just and don't then, do it as last thing before you go to sleep. Yeah. Just, just get it. Read, uh, read Neonomicon Expand first before you come into Pro- Providence. Be you careful who you share have, this book with. Yeah. They might look at you differently. Yeah. They will. <laughs> right. they, they, will. <laughs> they will look at you differently. <laughs> There's no mites. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to Deathstroke number 16 by Christopher Priest. And uh, breakdowns by Larry Hama and uh, I forgot his first name, Pagulian. Pagulian? I don't know how you pronounce his name. That's an excellent pronunci- Carlo. pronunciation. Pagar- Carlo Pagulian. Pagulian. Yeah, I, I'm white. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, I have really liked the Deathstroke series uh, since Rebirth started. Um, I've, I've liked several of the Deathstroke iterations that DC's kind of done over the years, with the exception of Liefeld's run, when he just absolutely murdered that series and left it for dead. Um, Priest kind of came in it from a different angle and made it super um just gritty mm-hmm. um a very real kind of family story but with a lot of shooting and a lot of blood and guts and it's kind of awesome yep. <laughs> so um in this particular issue uh it it comes in the middle of a story arc so it's i i, I told uh, roger on tuesday i was like man i feel bad for everybody on the because i'm current i've been going through this whole thing there's there's a couple of callbacks um but um yeah i i dig the heck out of this book so what'd you guys think i enjoyed it for not i've read issue one uh i liked it a lot i thought it was cool it's very non-linear um it, it, uh one of the things i like that priest does is he starts off at one point and he always labels each section something you know pertaining to the dialogue or whatever mm-hmm. in in that frame and then he jumps back and he builds, builds back yep. up to it he does that it's it's every Tarantino's issue it. yeah, yeah every Tarantino's issue is, is totally tarantino it feels like an indie film or film it feel it feels like that kind of vibe with the grittiness of it you know um but it's it's slayed i like the throwback to the old kind of costume in a way yeah he looks awesome like that yeah. oh dude the 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 redesign and everything is great for if you want you can call it a redesign the I icon thought, suit I thought basically it was cool. yeah that was really cool but um in this particular issue uh slate is actually fully blind mm-hmm. uh because in the previous issue he was exposed to a bunch of radiation and it started to mess with him he almost died had it not been for um the current power girl mm-hmm. which i think got established in the new 52 i think yeah so. she's like 16. about the middle of new 52 yeah she's like a teen titan or something 16 ish 17 yeah she popped up in teen Titans. yeah it, so. it was the second teen titans run because they restarted it in new yeah. 52 and she finds him and helps him out thinking he's a hero doesn't realize that he's like the number one assassin and he was in the middle of a job nice <laughs> so um yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was cool very well done um for just jumping into the the first page, you've got a guy getting yeah. his hand cut off. <laughs> yep, the blind is a good start. I'm in. Yeah, let's do Slade, it. Slade, are you insane? You can't kill me. You're blind. Cool. Some awesome fight <laughs> scenes. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. It's for not having any context at all on what's going on. I love the pacing too of this. Just I love the the weird pacing that Priest throws into every issue. Mm-hmm. It just works for this book. Yeah, my my thoughts coming in as being actually the first solo Deathstroke book I've ever read in my really? life. Um, never really been a fan of the character. But just analyzing as a book, it is a good, solid book. It's got great pacing, like they were mentioning. And for someone who knows absolutely nothing about the storyline, you know, there's enough that you can figure out exactly what's going on. Yep. It's like just from the little bits in there, I understood, okay, you know, I didn't know from radiation, but I know, yeah. okay, he lost his vision, you know. 
he has the guard dog. You know, this guy's his servant, Wintergreen. Wintergreen. Yeah, Wintergreen you know, is, is great. I love the dynamic. It's kind of like his servant friend, or as he corrects the guy, he's his friend. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, very solid book overall. I'm, you know, it told me everything I needed to know to enjoy just a good comic read. Definitely yeah. be interested in going back and reading them. Oh, for dude, sure. I highly recommend it. It's 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 probably one of the the most action shoot 'em up bullets flying kind of book that DC's got out, but still manages, like I said, to tell a human story because there's a lot of just bad family drama. Yeah, it's not for kids either. <laughs> it's not for kids. Yeah, no, it's probably the most book. mature book coming yeah. out of the Rebirth. Also, yeah, as you said, very loaded with action, you know, mm-hmm. front to back. Really, the only actually, if I was going to give any slide, it would be the the little aside where. Rose was like talking with the girl who I guess is Jericho's girlfriend or whatever. His fiance. That was the one part where not knowing anything about the series kind of loses. That's a little tough because there's been seeds of that going on. Yeah. One of the first story arcs of the Deathstrokes, uh, I think it was uh, first, maybe it was the first arc or the second arc, but it dealt with Deathstroke's relationship with Rose and where they're at. Mm -hmm. And um, she, after having kind of a a little bit of a falling out, takes off to kind of go explore like her mother's side of the family. And there's been these little things like that in every issue. Oh, yeah. So so that's kind of a gradual storyline throughout the whole entire run. And then you get kind of a, a little bit of a bombshell in this issue that it possibly might not all her be buddy is not who he thinks yeah who she thinks yeah he they, he, they're claiming he's working for Slade, Slade. you know it's a bunch of because yeah you know, so that at the end he's still basically keeping track keeping on, track of her tracking track on his daughter yeah so um but yeah I uh this is very much like the, the it seems it, like a redemption story for him a little bit he's becoming I mean, something else you know, yeah not more the, than just typical the, Terminator feelings gone kill everybody one of the cool things that they did earlier in in the in earlier issues is when he was uh him and um rose were on a little bit of a road trip because there was a hit out on rose and so slade kind of came up and answered the call to keep his daughter safe um wintergreen was you know she's she was at her wits end dealing with with slade because let's face it slade's a little bit of a bastard like yeah. he's he's, <laughs> he's hard to stomach all the time and so she's like just like like kind of like just ready to have a meltdown being on this road trip in close proximity with Slade and um, Wintergreen you know pulls her aside he's like look I know you want to run but your best bet to survive this is you got to suck it up Mm -hmm. you know you got to you got to stick it out with Slade and the whole reason he's doing this is in his own messed up way Slade loves you Yep. You're his daughter. That's how he shows it. <laughs> and that's when, how he could express when, emotion. Yeah, exactly. When he when he insults you and says, That's stupid, you're an idiot, why are you doing that? He's showing genuine concern, but he that's the only way he can <laughs> get it out. That's the only way he yeah. could process that, it. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way. And because it, it, there's been moments where I've had those kind of like, <laughs> like with people in my family. So yep. there's like some relatable instances like that where it's just like, God, you're dumb. Like, Priest, you know? Priest is a good writer to be yeah. able to take this character. And this isn't an easy character to write in a solo series yeah. and make it good. Because he's typically a villain. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the bad guy that shows up that, yeah. you know, kicks some butt and yep. sideline characters and makes them cool. Yeah. You know, it's the I mean, B-list Power Girl. Yeah. It's Deathstroke. It's Rose. It's Jericho. I mean, yeah. oh, the stuff going on with Jericho too in this is be- it's messed up. <laughs> so it. there's some serious drama there. I, um, you know, I'm not a Deathstroke fan. I never have been a Deathstroke fan. I was like, yeah, okay, we'll review this book. That's fine, whatever. Um, 
I probably won't read the next issue. I probably won't go back and read the other issues because I just don't like Deathstroke. I love this book. Really? That was cool. I thought it was very strong. Yeah. Um, it's extremely well written, and uh, the art's great. And I mean, I it it, it is a really good comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would recommend. I know, I know, Deathstroke's an acquired taste. I seriously recommend people going back and starting with the volume ones and just working their way up because it's it's very much like. Everything I love about Superman and the family story that that is and that kind of idealistic, like, yeah, this is the antithesis of the gritty, like, this is kind of the real life set in, like, you know, a comic book universe, just stuff sucks. Yep. And it's them trying to get through it, you know, with, yep. with this family story. It goes back, you see how messed up Slade was growing up. You see how messed up his kids are because he was messed up. It's it's all of that, and it's just, it's well done. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. I believe it. I believe. It. I mean, th- th- this guy was meant to write this character. Yeah, I think, yeah. So. Priest I mean, is an that's is what an Jeff Johns even said. Excellent writer. Excellent so. writer. It's a testament of his ability to take that character and that series and make that what it is. Yeah. It really is. That's it's all Priest, man. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you like, uh, stars? I'm gonna give it three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Four stars for me. Maybe maybe four and a half. I mean, I th- that was a strong comic. It's cool. Yeah. Um. Out of personal interest, I'd probably give it a three and a half, four. Out of just analyzing it as a good, solid comic, I'd probably give it about four and a half, five. Because cool. it's just a very, very good executed comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have interest to me because, again, kind of like yeah. Roger, it's not my character. It is an acquired taste. Just, you know, analyzing it because, you know, being the first Deathstroke book I've read, you know, just analyzing it as a quality of comic, pacing, all that stuff, it is an excellent book. I'm gonna say four and a half also because I've this is one of those series that I've dug the heck out of from issue one like and I wasn't sure how to feel uh, when they build another solo um, Deathstroke book because I you know I I actually like Deathstroke I I, Me too. I, I dig him as a you character. feel the burn of life filled though yeah uh, but <laughs> that was don't we all though? Uh, and everything that he's ever done that was such we should <laughs> just much. have like a hate fest on his uh, anything I don't that know. he's done I've never I've never been a fan of his um, work but either, it's we can be positive in our hate, Matt. Um, positively hate po- him. Yeah, positively <laughs> hate him. Like <laughs> but um, but this run, it's it's something unique to the previous runs that I've read. And there's been some cool stuff and some bad stuff, you know, obviously. But yeah, if you're not reading this and you want something grittier, you want, you know, an interesting story and in the way it's told, this is a fantastic book. So, anything else that anybody want to add? Nothing I can think of. Cool. Uh, what would you guys rather have reviewed this week? Superman. If anything. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. It was so good. Um, well, I'm kind of stuck with Superman. It's the only actual <laughs> book I had on my poll this week. So uh, that the, I had It was the only other book that I managed to read before I, I came here. I was just uh, I read it. I was behind a bit on Superman. I had only read through, like, issue 14. <sighs> so, like, after I read that, I've kind of dug up the old ones, and I was kind of – marathoning through them until I got oh. back. I think I'm up to 18 now. Oh. I'm just at the Superman Reborn oh my God. part, so I'll probably get that once I get home. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Like, it does yeah. the perfect thing with Superman. I mean, I read it, I'm like, damn it, I want to read all of this. Yes, yeah. It's just a wonderful book. Yeah, I always feel like, because I, I gush over this book Me too. to people. <laughs> and, I mean, I... It is the best feel-good book at DC. Um, I always feel I mean I I give it such high praise 
you know, like black money murder level praise. (laughs) 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 That I always feel like I'm running the risk of overhyping it. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm around, Uh, you tend to always ask me to make sure you're not overhyping it. Um, But, oh, my God. I mean, it's such a special book. And this issue that came out this week, issue number 20, is probably my favorite of all of them. It, uh, wow! The cover alone—it's so that's good. a big deal. I gotta—I gotta, I gotta so read good. it. I'll go home and read it. You know, it starts off. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's funny. You know, it's humorous, and it's—it's it's, you know, you get the homie, smile and then face. at the end, hey, we're going into dark territory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I love how you know because Bats comes back in, into the picture, Batman and Damien, mm. and uh, they're part of it, and. I'm There's gonna spoil, something. I'm going to spoil one thing in the middle. Oh, one thing in the middle. Because okay. oh, <laughs> he shows up similar. It's a callback to like one of the first issues. Batman yeah. and Robin show up in the shadows of the barn and everything. Right. And so Supes <laughs> walks out. And so Damien, or uh, John is like, oh, not, not like last time. He zips up. He's like, I'm going to be out there this time too with Dad, you know, kind of thing. And so they're all meeting in the shadows at midnight or whatever in this in the barn. barn. <laughs> and then freaking Lois just shows up with the flashlight. She's like, look, we're not in Gotham. Come inside Come and talk inside. like normal oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so the next yeah, scene is cool. them sitting around the, the, the country table, table. in the, in the yeah. Yeah. costumes. That's awesome. It's yeah, so great. Just like the, like little, the, the, the nice table, little like, kitchen with me? the Superman Batman outfit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it was, a wonderful it was, sight. <laughs> it's those little things like that 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 Gleason is nailing with the art. That Tomasi's nailing with the tone of everything. It's just it's special. It's special. <laughs> That that scene is is my favorite scene from the series, and there's a lot of good ones. Ugh. And Damien's line is yep, is it's priceless. Yeah, I, I love that <laughs> book. Yeah, they those that team really was the perfect pick for that book. Those two characters together, too, Kent and and Bruce and Little Wayne or oh, Little me. Little uh, Little Damien. Little Damien. That's yeah. they're so good. Yeah, uh, it's everything that they <laughs> yeah. do together. It's just and there's a call, there's a slight callback to what they're doing in Super Sons in this issue too. Nice. Like you didn't tell your dad that we had that whole thing going with like, right. like, oh like stop it, you know, kind of thing. Is they they don't know that you know um, he shoves pie in his yeah. face. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like eat this. <laughs> you have wonderful pie, Mrs. Kent. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I love it. Look, I you know, and you guys listening have heard us rave about this book week in and week out. It is that good. I've had I've had uh, no shortage of Superman haters come in converted that I you know yeah I'm like no I know I you know I, I feel you I know I know that you don't like Superman this book is for you you know it it, it will make you a convert and it and, and it does for all the Superman fans this is what you've wanted for so long I agree it does yep. So it's the first good real rendition of Superman in any media in probably a good decade or so, if not more. But yeah. All right. So we've gushed. We've gushed yeah. on what we rather would have re- reviewed. Well, the um, one, what would anybody sorry, would rather review anything else? Matt's got to like always be the commercial. Every time we talk about like gushing about Superman, no, we can't do another Superman book. Are you are you writing a Lionel? <laughs> Have you mounted a Lionel it, yet? It's almost dead. So that can be taken okay. all kinds of directions. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, well, take it out what? of context. That's a very inappropriate statement. <laughs> don't don't right. mount anything. Oh, oh my god! We ask it for. Ask if you can just, mount. Just denigrating real quick. Anyway, uh, trivia time. Okay. We have some. You have some Hellboy trivia for um, us. 
Let me look at the Wikipedia page. <laughs> I got I got my comics read. We can we, we I mean we can go straight to the to the listener question if you want. Yeah. Just skip. I, oh, just last week. You, well, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Last week. Uh, Was it the economy we did, question? Uh, black. Oh yeah, black money murders, economics, all Question. that stuff. The implicit cost of another transaction is, you know, outside of the explicit cost of being the money that you exchange is. Um, you getting, it's been a long day. Starts with an o, opportunity right? cost. Opportunity cost. No, because Larry came in and asked me if it was utility, and I was like, no. And then when I started to tell that was that was popped in my head, I'm like, no, it's not utility. What was it? <laughs> hey, Larry, what's up? It's opportunity cost. Um, <laughs> this week we had a reversal of fortunes. Uh, Andre said he had like computer issues or something. He had to reboot, get it back. I don't know. Sound like whining problem. to me, yeah. but he came in second. That's not our But problem. he got the comics he wanted. Heather beat Andre by three minutes. Oh, has she ever three lost? minutes? Yeah. yeah, has she? Really? Yeah. Uh, the week, but what's funny is the week before Andre beat her by three minutes. Oh wow! And I'm like, hey, you guys are. If your computer's you are, broken, that's not my problem. You guys are like. <laughs> I don't think he was it. saying it was a problem. He was just saying like. Oh it was no! A I, I, no, no, it wouldn't break. I think it had installed an update, and I think that he had to restart it. And I don't know. It was something. He was probably like, no, not yeah. at the right. Uh, why? Not but so who got it last yeah, week? It was but Heather, it, Heather, and Andre, and Andre. What's up, guys? Um. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, man. Um, Heather, I hope you finished uh, Black Money Murders. Freaking Come in this I weekend. We'll talk. What do you think? I don't know. I'm still letting it settle. <laughs> like it, It's heavy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, How about that scene with Victor and, and his lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I was like... Whoa. He's like, he's What's like, great he's is like, everybody is Detective Dumas in that, that yeah. at the end of that scene. They're like, what yeah. just happened? Like, yeah. Everybody like, that reads it. A man asked me for the truth, and I whispered it to him. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, Probably that, one of the best um, books being published right now, hands yeah. down. That trade, it, it's a lot to take in, and it's just there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of intense scenes in that, and even just the dialogue is intense. What they say is just Do you like, like that? Oh. Do you like that? I don't know, succubus, familiar, whatever. Familiar. When she's yeah. crunching on, I've, I've said it. Child. I've said it before. Yeah. It's 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 proof that he is a he's getting better as a writer because he does the interpersonal dialogue yeah. in this book better than he's done in any other book. And I think that's yeah. what some of the lackluster. Not I don't even want to say lackluster in some of his other titles <coughs> like East to West and Nightly News. It's really good, but this book he's he's gotten better. He's honing his craft. I mean, he's. And that's tough to say, that's tough to say would be because of how great East and West is. Yeah, it is. After, after reading, I think the main thing I took away from it, it's, and the book is interesting in a way that what's actually happening on the pages is not the most interesting thing. The most interesting thing is what the implications of what the characters know and what's going to happen. If that makes any sense. No, I, under, I understand where you're going. Look, I mean, because I, I think Victor's making a power play. You know, yeah. well, Victor and Grigorina. Or Gregoria, because um, at the end of it, it's with her. She's like, "I'm gonna burn it all down." And yeah, take, you know. That's what I'm saying. It's a she's lot gonna of make. Setup. She scares the yeah, yeah, crap yeah. out of me. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of setup, a lot of exposition. But where the story is going to go is just gonna be like, oh, 
everything's gonna burn. <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. what's crazy is Victor's in the stone chair, so if something goes wrong, he's toast anyway. So yep. why not make a power move? Yep. Yeah. Gregoria was excommunicated essentially, and she's yeah. coming back. She was invited back because of the death of her brother. Right. So she's like, I'm gonna take all you guys down because you excommunicated yeah. me. It's, right. It's, yeah. You know. So it's just this. Time. Time. Yeah. So oh, oh my god. Book. It's a good book. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> trivia. Listener trivia. Yeah. Um. You said I thought you had one question. No, no, me. Okay. No, I mean I, I, I can. I thought that's a good. You have the listener question, right? No, exactly. Finish this incantation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll summon an elder god. Oh my no. god. <laughs> so no, gotta, Matt, do it. Am I just coming up with Listen, a question? Here? Oh no, I was saying I've got I've got to do the um, the ones from last week. That was all I was saying. Oh, okay. So Matt, Matt, do oh, trivia. Okay. Okay, so the trivia question for this week is uh, going to be about Hellboy himself. So basically, as everyone knows, he has a disfigured right hand. It's special. So basically, what is the main purpose of the right hand of doom? So give us the details and explanation of why that hand is special. And, and go. We go. <laughs> Where can they go to leave the answer for that? Uh, send me an email at uh, contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Uh, the the first complete correct thorough answer can win your choice of uh, this graphic novel Hellboy Seed of Destruction or the comics that we reviewed this week uh, which I don't know Providence is a, <laughs> like, oh don't let your children or significant yeah, other like, read Providence oh this is a disclaimer Providence at your own uh, peril yeah. we'll have you, uh, at least everything this week sounds pretty solid though. no everything is yeah. good yeah. Yeah. yeah everything's really yeah. good it's good. It's a you good have to have them sign a waiver before they pick up. Yeah, for real. All right, let's let's talk uh, let's talk Hellboy Volume One. Daniel, pitch it. All righty, we got Hellboy Volume One, the beginning of Mike Minola's uh, artwork and uh, comic writing. Um, so favorite series of mine. It's good to kind of get back to reading the basics to Volume One. If you're familiar with the Hellboy movie, a lot of the basic essence of that story came from Volume One. But in the comic book, it's very different. Yeah, we follow Hellboy. He's a stab- We have that little couple pages of his origin, you know, how he gets summoned to Earth as a little kid. And then we, boom, right go into him as established uh, BPRD. Yeah, yep, the greatest paranormal agent in the world. Yeah, good times. Um, and uh, Professor Brittenholm, his um, father figure, he's just come back from being missing for like half a year. And he gets attacked by this frog demon thing. Something that if you are familiar with Mike Manola's artwork, our main story writing, you will know the frogs keep coming back over and over again. Really? Especially in BPRD. They're like a main thing. Really? It's like later on, deep in it, Abe even like starts becoming one and further evolving. It's it's some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, good Hellboy, you know, much like Providence, like we were talking about earlier in the podcast, very um influenced by um by like Lovecraft, that kind of stuff. He's got a good a lot of um in the first volume we only have really a lot of uh Russian folklore with uh Rasputin as our um as our main villain. They kind of, you know, name him, but then they make sure you know it's him by giving the story about how he was killed a bunch of ways but didn't really die. Yeah, they kind of took their 
they never I don't think they ever explicitly say Rasputin, but by the time he Yeah, yeah, I don't even think they By the time you get through his whole origin and his like freaking chapter three novel of exposition <laughs> you you understand that it is it's like Rasputin. now that I have you here, I'm going to explain everything whether I, you like I, it or I didn't not. think monologues by villains still happened. But my God, all of Chapter Three was just Rasputin's monologue. Oh, it's funny because Hellboy was just joking about it too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But basically, out of my misery. <laughs> yeah, uh, we find these frogs are actually like the other members of the, the other living members of the expedition that, um, that the Broom, professor was Broom, with. Right? Yeah, Professor Broom, that he was with, where they found basically an old Elder God's spawn mm-hmm. up in the uh, Arctic. And um, that's where Rasputin been apparently been hanging out since uh, just chilling. he summoned Hellboy in um, World War Two. You know, just kind of in a comatose trance. They thought he was a statue, but nope, he was really him. Um, so basically, you know, they bring back the frogs, kind of lure Hellboy out to the mansion, the people that put on the uh, put on the uh, expedition, and Rasputin's there. He's basically moved the big you know elder god spawn to this um to this mansion where it's you know growing g- growing and gaining power and as Rasputin explains in his you know epic monologue that you know his goal is to free the Ogdru jihad which are these um seven elder dragons which are sealed off in outer space and they're you know he wants to free them so they'll Devour the world and bring about Ragnarok. Basically the bring about sound Ragnarok. effects, I'm sorry guys, that are coming from Matt right now are just unreal. <laughs> just pling ding, pling ding. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> What's up, Allison? Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, but then you know they go stop Rasputin. Rasputin um, drains off some of Liz Sherman's powers. She's kind of like. Do they explain the further what her deal is? Why she like enhanced his ability so much? Because I thought she was just a pyrotech. Not really no? that I could recall. Because I'm going solely off the movie and then what I just read in this. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about her presence in the book over the years. I really don't think they ever explained why you know Rasputin particularly okay. went. Hey, her powers could charge me up. I don't need okay. Hellboy. He's being obstinate. You know, yeah, whatever. Well, they, I mean, they really indicate that. In, in this book, that there's a much deeper level to her, her. power. Yeah. Uh, now, know. I do know that um, in uh, a lot of the BPRD stuff, they they did go further on, but I kind of um, fell out of BPRD Hell on Earth at about the eighth volume. I mean, it's a really good series, but yeah, just you know, waiting for the next volume, just kind of lost track of it and everything. Is but. Mike Minola still doing Hellboy? Um, he just ended, didn't he? It? He just ended, it? ended Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, right now, he's, I think, Lobster supposedly Johnson. going to be retiring. Yeah. I think it's just from artwork because okay. he still seems to be co-writing a lot of stuff. Like recently, they've been doing um, some new Hellboy stuff that's Hellboy and the BPRD, and it's you know X year, like 1952, 1953, yep. and they're little you know one shots or little runs of like two or three issues. Because he owns this. This is his baby. Oh right? yeah, Hellboy verse. You know, so it's not actually, like he's gonna pass it off it, to somebody else. Yeah, actually, I think they call it the Mignola verse somewhere in there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all him. But yeah, he finished um, Hell Hellboy um, 
goes to hell or in hell or whatever, where you know it's following years ago. following Hellboy after after he died at the end of the main series. Yeah, he had his spoilers. heart pulled out of him. Yep, spoilers. Yeah. Um, and you know that book was basically Hellboy in Hell. It's just his weird adventures in hell. Okay, it's like hell's kind of died out as being hell. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's just like him kind of roaming, but that was like the last thing he did where he, you know, came back, he did the artwork and everything, but pretty much everything. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, he's great artist, but he's been writing so many books currently, you know, he's been writing the BPRD lobster Johnson, did us Frankenstein, Mm -hmm. um, one, something with hammer, uh, Abe Sapien, and then he occasionally does his Sir Edward Gray, um, Witchfinder. Yeah, really good book. All in the Hellboy universe. The yeah, Manila they're universe? all they're all okay. tied in that same Sweet. universe. I knew and BPRD in like a. Yeah, and I know BPRD. Was, um, Hell on Hell on Earth's been like going a long time. I think it went like hundred and forty some, hundred and fifty some issues. I mean, That's it was a, a long running series. Whereas you know Hellboy, he always just did his volumes. Okay. Yeah, I heard that he kind of had a unique approach to to doing Hellboy. It was always like a done like miniseries but it was mm-hmm. like it seems like that's the way like a lot of people should do it it's like this is the overall numbering in the legacy but yeah. this is just one two three four five six of this series yeah so like so for example our, our book we're looking at right now seed of destruction the whole storyline from start to finish is all just this book uh some of the volumes are just collections of shorter stories where it's just one one to two issue yeah. stories okay. and their collections together it's really not till probably about I think volume six or seven where we actually had a volume that was a sequel, but it was still done as just, you know, one Got solid it. done book, cool. which has said a lot. I think a lot of uh, writing team creation teams would do very well. I agree. By, you know, write things as a graphic novel, especially since graphic novels, the main market with, you know, at least Marvel and DC now, Yeah. you know, write them as graphic novels, then, you know, then publish them. But yeah, but oh yeah, back to this one though. Um, good things that this one does. It um, it doesn't really go that in depth into the BPRD members other than Hellboy. I mean, we're we introduced like the staples. In yeah, this. we're introduced to Liz and Abe, who are both you know very staples of the um, BPRD. They're main anchors of the BPRD series throughout the years. Um, they briefly introduce who's um, the ghost. Do you remember the ghost? Elihu or oh, whatever? Oh, Von, um... Yes. Yeah, the guy who was, like, lost, lost his corporeal body. Yes! And he was, I and he was in a... Um, oh my he God. was, like, like, in a hazmat was, suit. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, Von... Nah, he know. pops up later. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he was in um the second movie, Hellboy movie, also. Was he in the second movie? Yeah, he, he was a great, fun character. He was awesome. But, yeah, he he's one of the mains in the BPRD Hell on Earth series. Hmm. But, uh, great character. See, what was her name? She's... Briefly in it, yeah. It also introduces um one of the characters. I think it's Kate. Yeah, she's the one that he's talking to in the first volume. That yeah, yeah. oh, you, you should have come house. with us. It would have been great. No, no, no. no. Uh, she's one of the BPRD oh, people BPRD. who is like just a consultant. She's like goes on to being in charge of the whole thing. So it's just kind of her introduction. But yeah, we really just you know get introduced to you know of course Hellboy, and then you know Liz Sherman and um Abe, who yeah they're both very. They're both at this point very similar to the movie version, except there was never a romance between Liz and Hellboy. Hellboy. 
There was a romance with Hellboy later on, but it was a completely different character Character. that wasn't in the movies. But, um, yeah, those two, they're, you know, they're very similar at this point to the movie. Abe goes on to be very different as things go on. And Liz, yeah, she's pretty much out of the movie depicts it. You know, she's got the pyro powers and severe mental problems. A lot of baggage. Keep on on getting her into uh, mental institutes and stuff like that. But um, what did you think, Roger? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I I enjoyed it. Everything. This book was so cool to come back to. I haven't read this in a long time, and I love it. I want to start reading more. Yeah, it it, it was fun because being a big Hellboy reader, just how far the series had gone from its roots. It was really fun just come back and read and just kind of how simple it was in the first volume giant gorilla in the backup yeah that that's the great thing is with the the, like gears and stuff yeah the first volume has the two backups that he did for um comic-con comic-con magazine it was like a little comic thing yeah back in the early 90s they did at comic-con where you know it would be into comic stuff that they would give out the comic book Mm -hmm. yeah it's the first ones just like him fighting anubis anubis who's just like this you know, random vicious, dog at first vicious looking dog that just turns into a like gigantic dog man yeah <laughs> and just kind of fights him blows up into a gas station you know it's just fun and then the second one is kind of the you know the action hero saving the damsel in distress from the Nazi you know, head a Nazi head in a bottle yep. controlling a gorilla head in a bottle that's controlling a Franken gorilla, gorilla that we think is you know just a gorilla that's being used but then he goes and you know, speaks eloquently, so it's kind of like, okay. I need more. Uh, I need more of this. And I it's would... kind of a shame because, you know, though he, the head in the jar guy keeps coming back, I don't really recall the gorilla ever being there again, so. But he was fun. I would know. definitely, like, pick up, like, if there were hardcover versions. There are. There are. are they? they, they're sitting right over there. Oh, yes. There. there is. I, I'd Kill be remiss to not mention it because they're beautiful. The library edition. Library edition is six volumes. Really nice. Horse, right? um, leather. Yeah. You know, not leather, but, covers. you know, it's got a nice, um, like, vellum cover. Good, good print, oversized. And they are six of them. They're the main 12 volumes of the series. Actually, I think 13. I think six has three of them in it. Um, and it's just you know two two volumes for each one. They are oh, gorgeous. He's handing it to me right now. Yeah, yeah I was uh, thinking about picking. They, one. they gonna, are gorgeous. Oh god, it's and so now that now that I opened the thing, I read the first volume. I actually read the first volume out of my um, library edition, so it's I already like read the bucks? second one too. And I'm gonna 40. keep going probably. Oh, that's a steal. <laughs> yeah, no, but they they're they're they are wonderful books. God dang it, their library editions are. I, I honestly, no joke, Daniel, I was like, I, I might have to pick that up because I, I want it. Yes, I'm very glad that I already own them because I will not have to buy them again right. now that I've read the yes. first volume. Because it ignites the Hellboy spark in you. Like, oh, yeah, more. but I mean, awesome. if you got the time to go through it all, just Hellboy, it's a fun ride. The series goes very different from the first volume as it goes on. After the first volume, it's a it little less Lovecraft, things, right? and it goes into a little bit of um, digressing on his favorite um, folk legends the from Celtic like the UK, the about, Celtic yeah. folk legends and stuff. A little bit back with the Russian legends, like the Baba Yaga from the first volume, okay. with yeah. the house that's on a chicken leg. Yeah, The Russians are weird, what could I say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, goes back into more of her later on. Sputin comes back as a ghost here and there. Awesome. Um, but yeah, and then 
I think it's around volume six or so. He really starts a solid story that just keeps going down to, you know, through Hellboy's life over the years. And cool. it's really fun after, you know, he kind of gets messed up, leaves the BPRD and just goes wandering the earth for like about four decades. Vision quest mode. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and then that's the period in the series where we realize that he sees dead people and associates with them. Like he's been hanging out with these people for like a decade. And then we see as viewers that they've been dead this whole time. That's awesome. I like it. It's like these old friends of, of his father that, you know, they've been dead since before the series even started. Mm, Very cool. It's, it's a really fun read how it goes. And then, you know, to expand out, um, the BPRD series is really good. Um, it's a lot of little one shots across the different years. Um, even if you don't want to do that, the new stuff that he's doing right now, it's Hellboy in the BPRD and it's got a year. These have been like some of the most fun Hellboy in a while. Cause we have young Hellboy before, you know, he's the great, um, grizzled, grizzled, greatest paranormal investigator as the little shorts in the back column. I think that's the only time he's ever called that, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they're, they're fun. The, We're picking the thing up. for me with with Hellboy has always been, and I've read I've read um, single issues here and there, you know, some BPRD, some Hellboy, um, some of the miniseries, but I'd never gone back to the beginning and and read Seed of Destruction. But what what's always drawn me to Mignola's work is his art, mm-hmm. you know. And it turns out, I mean, the dude's as capable a writer as he is. An artist. an artist totally um but his his art um is so cool yeah. i mean it fits this world yep. and it's very yeah. different it's not it, you know it, well it's so unique it's unlike you know any other real comic art out there i mean it's his his style um and there's a part of me that wants to say it's uh, it's got a noir feel to it but only a mm-hmm. noir feel it doesn't it's not it noir. Yeah, it's got not, a little bit of the vibe, but it's very much not a noir yeah. series, though. I mean, yeah. no. And it's because it's the darkness and the shadows and and almost the deformity of everything in there, you know, mm-hmm. from the buildings to the people to... And there's no white gutters. It's all black no. gutters. Yep. It's almost very much yeah, done always on a black the, page yeah. standard. Always black. And then you yeah, add your black around to it. it. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't typical. This guy has a, a, a is is special. Yeah. I think Mike Mignola and and to have him retire. God bless you. Enjoy your retirement. Thank you. you. Know, luckily, we've got we've got you know twenty Volumes. years yeah. of uh, tw- twenty five years of of work to go back and, and enjoy. Um, but um, the the writing in this I thought was slightly unpolished. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it was very early on. That's why uh, actually you'll notice if you if you have the first one that it also crib, uh, attributes John Byrne, yeah. who one knows, might know from uh, X Men, Fantastic Four, that the kind man, of, that kind the of man, stuff. he's the yeah, man. John Byrne. I mean, yes. legend guy. But what it is is he helped him out. You know, John Byrne always you know belittles how much he really did because he basically just helped him with you know getting a good story flow, pat pacing. And you can tell the influence because, you know, once he's kind of got his own thing going, once the second volume, the pacing shifts a little. It actually gets a little more comfortable in its own style. Mm, very cool. But, you know, that's that was like the one thing when Mike Manola started was he wasn't really 
you know, I guess certain on his writing. So my, got John yeah, Burns help. my gripe comes in the third chapter when there, it's just dialogue, dialogue, yeah. dialogue, dialogue from Rasputin. There's, I'm just like, yeah, Hellboy says like two sentences. Yeah. yeah. And so that was my that was my only knock to this whole thing. Um, he likes writing villains. Apparently, and, well, for me it was almost fitting because <laughs> Rasputin is just he's he's such an egomaniac. Yeah. time. you know. Yeah, it, I, it is fitting. Know. The dude loves the sound of his own voice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just sitting there. Hellboy's trying to regain kind of like. And that's what. Yeah, he's just that, like, that's Ugh. the thing. He's kind of knocked out. You know, yeah. he's kind of paralyzed. From he doesn't frog. even have full consciousness. So. Obviously, Rasputin should know he's not really even yeah. comprehending this. So Rasputin's just talking because he likes to hear himself and that's, go and on about his plans. Yeah, creature. For, for me, for me, word. what made all of that okay was Hellboy going. You know, the part, the part of, of my, my brain, brain that, that wasn't works. none. Yeah. That wasn't he uses that, that line three, four times in the entire yeah the novel. He uses it a lot because Hellboy's off his his stuff in this one. He's constantly getting his brain rattled. Yeah. And he's because of the frogs. Yeah, the frogs mess him up. And uh, it was really cool, man. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was I, awesome. I, I love it. I love this book. I love Mike Mignola. Yep. Um, his writing. I, I love his art. Like you said, a little bit unpolished, but mm. I think that. But if it goes up from he's here, de- like, like you said, he's, oh, yeah. he's probably found what And his it's voice. actually out of all the great things, the Hellboy, you know, the snarky stuff. It's like the one thing that like seems to be a catchphrase that didn't quite make it in, in this one yet is the. Son of a right before he gets like plowed, annihilated. <laughs> yeah. It's actually like when he gets killed at the end of the series before he goes to Hellboy, you know, goes to hell for Hellboy and Hell. Um, it's like the the demon basically grabs his heart and pulls it out of him, and his last thing is son of, and he turns into the ash. So that is it's awesome. Like, I like that. It yeah. is the perfect culmination to that. Very cool. But yeah, when you were saying gets beat up, well, actually, yeah. I mean, the thing is, he always comes out on top, but he gets beaten all the time. Yeah, he gets, he gets beaten lot. up all the time. He gets brutalized. So, what would you guys rate this star wise? Shoot it at me. Four yeah. and a half, five. I, I don't. I, it's kind of tough. I'd say four and a half. I yeah. really liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm right there with you. Four and a half stars. It's not. It's not a perfect book, but man, it's fun. I love it. You I feel like reading a classic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, as a whole, I would of course give the series a five, but for the first volume, I'd have to probably be about four and a half because he still isn't quite there yet. You know, yeah. you could see where he's gonna go and he, that he's got that greatness in him, but you know, it's his first volume. It's his first solo comic. I mean, you got to expect some growing pains, but I mean, it's an excellent first book for any for any um, indie artist, especially. Yeah, I'm gonna say four and a half also because just the third chapter, I was like, "What is <laughs> too going much on? talking?" Rasputin. Uh, yeah, super fun. I I told Roger, I was like, I, it, this morning when I picked up my pull, I was like, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I'm still processing how I feel about it, mm-hmm. and so um, before I got here, I was like, yeah, it's a four and a half. It's a fun book. I like Hellboy. Yeah, you know? yeah, me too. It's um, a fun ride. Yeah, you don't put it down. No, I, yeah, I did it, it in one shot. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, great book. So, all right, I'm gonna fly through some previews. Um, from Marvel Comics, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 26, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows number six, Black Panther Crew number one, Deadpool and the Mercs for Money number ten, Deadpool versus Punisher again. They're doing another Punisher versus yeah. Deadpool thing. Didn't they do that already? Did they do Punisher? 
I don't know. I, feel I don't like actually think they did Wolverine Punisher directly. Punisher. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just versus tripping. everyone. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so number one of five miniseries. Guardians of the Galaxy number 19. Gwenpool number 14. Kingpin number three. Old Man Logan number 21. Power Man and Iron Fist number 15. Silver Surfer number 10. Spider-Man 2099 number 22. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I know. You want it. Uh, well, we'll, one of these weeks. We'll get it to you sometime. Uh, Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, number six, Unstoppable Wasp, number four, Weapon X, number one. That's what we're reviewing next week. I like this cast. Fingers good crossed. luck. Yeah, yeah good I, luck with that. I know. Storm. <laughs> Storm is on it? From Feces. What? I, I had to, oh. I had to be oh, careful with my words. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was say, Storm's not a Weapon X. Uh, <laughs> X-Men Blue, number one, and that's it from Marvel. Uh, from DC Comics, Action Comics, number 977, and we're finally reviewing an Action Sweet. Comics book. Which is going to be great because that starts a new storyline. So that'll be... I don't know yet. I will know tomorrow night. Excellent. You're going to be here. I have a good feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Are you making things happen? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Next week is Omega Man. I know. That's a tough one. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm so um, stoked for that graphic novel. Um, Shout out to Aaron. What's up, Aaron? A-Ron. Um, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number nine, Detective Comics number nine fifty four, Flash number twenty, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number eighteen. Awesome book, <laughs> yes, awesome book, love that book. Uh, Justice League of America number four, New Superman number ten. Um, which interesting thing about New Superman, the artist is going to be rotating on Action Comics now. Really, Ooh. Victor Bogdanovic or whatever Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. He's going to. He's got called up to the big leagues and he's good. Philip Tan. I don't mean that to be insulting at all. Um, Philip Tan is going to be taking over his spot. No, can you imagine when he Superman? got when he got that email? Yeah, how stuff. I mean, he had to be stoked. They went out. They post. He night. posted a action. Yeah, oh he God. posted a teaser image of Soups How's in the look? new. It's good. He's a he's a killer artist. He is that art ma- helped make that book. Yeah, and he he actually thanked Gene Yang and he actually thanked DC editorial. He's like, dude, they pretty much let us treat it like an indie book, like it was our own creator own thing, and just let us run with it. Yeah, it feels like so, it too. It's a great book. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So that's gonna start in uh, May or June, I believe, is when he's going over to that. Cool. So, um, Red Hood and the Outlaws number nine, Scooby Apocalypse number twelve, Suicide Woo-hoo. Squad number fifteen, Superpowers number six of six. And Supergirl number eight, Titans ten, and Wonder Woman twenty, yes. and that's Titans. Titans, yes, it's Titans such a good book. Titan. Love the um, annual that just came out. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, that's it from DC for indie comics. We have Copperhead number twelve, Grass Kings number two, Green Valley number seven of nine, My Little Pony Legends of Magic number one. Oh, can't I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot be wait. I don't even know what it's about. It's about legends of magic. <laughs> it's about magic and ponies, obviously. Magical legends. Um, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, number two. What? I feel like, but it's a dynamite yeah. book. Oh, uh, so that means it's a great concept. That's oh, dude, I loved Hardy Boys. Very, I, I did too. I read it as a kid, man. I I feel like we should at, at least like review that at some point. I did like it a lot. Yeah. So when you said that, I'm like, wait, Hardy Boys? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I read like three or four of those books when I was a kid. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, were you gonna say something? No, so I, I got a number one for you. They sent us a bunch of free copies. Oh, is, is it any good? I don't know. I didn't read it. I'll tell you <laughs> the, the problem is you're going to open it and you see Dynamite's interior artwork. Ooh, burn. Um, and the sad it's thing true. is he's not wrong. No. Um, <laughs> Neil Gaiman, American Gods, uh, Shadows, number two. Awesome. Uh, Rat mm. Queens, number two. 
and we're reviewing something called Rose Number One. Yes. Solar Flare Number One sounds cooler. Meredith Finch. <laughs> Meredith Who? Finch, really? really? One oh, she's got an indie book at Image. Mm-hmm. Really? I, yes, I remember hearing about this. What about that book? I don't know if it's coming out next week or the week after Luna Brothers book. One of the Luna Brothers. It's Jonathan be- Luna, and it's the team from Alex and Ada. Yeah, they're coming with Sharon and, and yeah. Jonathan Luna. Yeah. I think it's called like not Empress. It's Alex Alex Nader number fifteen. No, Ray Duke. No, 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 no. <laughs> Redux. No, no. You <laughs> no, saw it too, though. Right? I did. It's a new. It's a new concept that they that they're coming out with. It's a, sci- a kind of high, uh, high sci-fi. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I figured you'd know that. It's I in should. one. Of, I think it's next week. It's in one of the Image magazines. It should be in one of the back issues. It's on they solicitation did. for either next week or the week after. Really? All right. Maybe. I'll anyway, write it down. I found it right here. What's it called? Eternal Empire. Yeah, yeah, something emperor, emperor, empress is for some reason. Yeah. There you go. Okay. But, yeah, it's coming. It looks it's good. in May. May. Okay. Be cool. The name. orders just go in for that now, so Be that's cool probably why it's not All right, I'm gonna pull it. Uh oh my God, yes, Seven to Eternity number whoa, five whoa. is <laughs> coming back next. Oh my God, that's such. Oh. Thank you for that book, Rick Remender. Yes. Yeah. He's, Thank he's a cool you. Dude. I met him. He was like super humble about it. I love that book. Oh man, it's a great yeah. book. I, we could just stop there, and I'd be happy. Anyway, um, oh my God, Skydoll Skydoll Sudra number two of two is out next week. I'm half tempted to see where that goes. I'm gonna read it. I'll let you know. <laughs> I know somebody else is gonna read it too. What's up, uh, Kina? <laughs> she like it? Oh, she loves it. And Has she, she? Is she familiar he, with the? He tipped well, his she, spear. She's. She's, I think she, she got the hardcover. She got the the decade hardcover. Did she pick it up already? Right? I don't Didn't think she, she did. She ordered it, or had you order it? I don't think we have it yet. She wasn't okay. one of the ones. Okay, never mind. Because you were out of them. Okay. You convinced her like instantly. Okay. All right, we'll have to hear how that all is. Uh, we have Solar Flare number one. Is that an image book or is that a dynamite book? I remember that I don't know. I think it's like uh, something like Aftershock oh, or Aftershock. I think it's Small Market. Hopefully small market. not Xenoscope. No. Let's see. I doubt it. What? You looking it up right now? Okay, I'm going to continue down this list. Uh, Spawn, number 272. SpongeBob Comics, number 67. Star Trek Boldly Go, number 7. Wicked and Divine, number Scout 28. Comics. Scout. Scout. Interesting. By James Hayek and Branko Jovanovic. Good luck, guys. Good luck with your title <laughs> and your company. Jovanovic. Yeah, Jovanovic. Jovanovic. <laughs> uh, that's it from Indie Comics. Uh, graphic Witches. novels coming out next week. Aliens, Life and Death trade paperback. Amazing yes. Spider-Man hardcover clone conspiracy what? is coming out. Cool. So if you want the quick. first four, you yeah. can just rip out the final <laughs> chapter yeah. and enjoy that series. Uh, <laughs> That's actually true. Actually. Uh, Aquaman trade paperback volume two, Black Manta Rising, Rebirth title, Atomic Robo trade paperback volume 11. Really? Atomic Robo and it's the still temple. going? That's for you, Daniel. Yeah, really? it started up again. Wow. Sweet. Yeah, because I was reading that for a while too. Yeah, they uh, did a Kickstarter and then like got a deal with Image, nice. or uh, not Image, uh, IDW. Really? Me. Yeah, and it was actually originally just to make the <coughs> the compilation graphic novels, but they went so much over their target that they financed making new uh, little Rusty and everybody. That is so cool. That's anyway, cool. sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to. That's a great up. book. I'm familiar yeah. with that. That's series. a great book. Yeah, it is. Um, oh my God, Batman Nightfall Omnibus. Kaboom. Yeah. Oh my god! Explosion! I I Nostalgia. think I need that too. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, that's Bane, right? Yes. Breaking his back. That's yeah, the, the Nightfall story. You gotta read Venom. That. You gotta read Venom first, though. 
to really love it. Really? And, yeah. To really Batman love Venom it. is the, the start to it. it all. But I really I think it. I already <laughs> love it, Blaine. <clears throat> oh, dude. Is Batman it really? Gets, <laughs> Batman gets hooked on Venom. Oh, my That's God. That's where it all yeah, starts. That's before Bane is the drug, uh, yeah. the drug analogy oh book. Yeah. yeah, I do need that. But it's a good story. Um, anyway, Batman, Trade Paperback, Volume 2, I Am Suicide, Rebirth. Um... Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, number 8. Hardcover. Uh, oh, my. Yes. Is it the final hardcover? No. no, no we have one, one more. Nine. Okay. One more. One more. Uh, That'll come out, what, September, October? You, you bite your tongue and die. Jinx it. You know it's December. <laughs> Stop it. 20, Stop it, all of you. 2020. Stop it. I want it this year. That last issue. In a couple September. months. <laughs> yeah. Keep jinxing it, you it's guys. It's true, man. It's true, though. If only freaking Frank Miller would just stop Is trying. Is still doing to... the mini comics? No, somebody else did it for the last one. That's why I was we like. We should have it in May. Oh, my God. We should have it in May. We should. <laughs> um, of this year? Of yes. this, hopefully. Yes. God willing. Uh, Fables Deluxe Hardcover, Volume 14. Uh, Gem and the Holograms Trade Paperback, Volume 4. Enter the Stingers. Whoa. And then this isn't the complete list. As always, go to horizoncomics.com. Click on the new releases button. It's updated every Monday. Boom. You're pointing at me. You're doing such a great job. Thank you. Yes. I was just making. I was. I was looking for yes. the affirmation that I was. John yes. dropped his pen right now. That's what it's you guys done. are hearing. He keeps <laughs> dropping it. It's I'm like sorry. a mic drop because he can't drop the mic. Yeah, he can't drop the mic, so he just drops the, the pen. pen. Pen drop. Um, we're reviewing one of my favorite Tom King graphic novels, which makes up for his Batman run currently. Can't wait to read it. Um, called Omega I got Man. you hooked on this one, didn't I? No, yes. I got you hooked on this You one. did get me hooked on this Omega This was one of those Man. ones That's where right. I was Somebody like, Blade, how are you not reading That's this? It, this is the best Kyle Rayner story, right? This is one of my I, favorite Kyle Rayner stories. I ended stories. up picking it up, and I remember reading it, and just, it doesn't start as a, a Green Lantern story no, at all. No, it does not. And they're just, they, Kyle Rayner is dead, and the Omega Men killed him. That's the premise. Get ready. That's and the it pitch. got canceled after six issues, right? No, it got back. canceled, I think, after four. It was getting close. And they brought it back. And then and the fan outrage to it being canceled brought it back. Yeah, and he was able to do his yeah. full 12-issue run. Nice. So, and the trade cool. is the whole 12. Yes. Yeah, so. It's nice. awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's a it's, great, It's a great, great read. Um, when you get them in, did you, you get a promo code? Uh, Omega Man? Yeah. They're in. They're in? Okay, cool. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm... I'm Thoroughly excited for that. Anyway, I think I don't know. Maybe I'm lying. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they're in. I, know I you had one on the show. I have my own copy. Yeah. I will be binging through. Yes, there are two copies, but there will be one. There will be one. There will be only one. Um. So we have some news. Uh, if you were not paying attention to the big announcement, excuse me, from DC this week, uh, I think it was the Dallas Fan Expo. Of all places, instead of WonderCon, I don't know why they were there. Why wasn't that on WonderCon? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they did a live stream of the announcement that, dun dun dun, Greg Capullo is reuniting with Scott Snyder for a big summer event that is going to be apparently this big awesome thing called Dark Knight's Metal. Yes. Um, so those two one shots are going to tie in. There, yes, there are two one shots that are called Dark Days the Forge and then Dark Days uh, the Casting. Um, but what they announced at the the panel was that there's going to be three artists on each of those one shots. It's going to be Ramita Jr., yeah. Jim Lee, and don't you bluff anything. I don't anything. like Ramita, man. I love yeah. Ramita, man. Um, he's an acquired taste, but yeah. once he, you acquire he's it, better, you he's love better him. on Batman than Superman. I liked him on Superman. I, I thought a lot. he was a, bit, a bad fit for Superman, but it's great for Batman. I liked him because he was Johns a just, and yeah. John Romita Jr. That's on the, Superman yes. was uh, yeah. freaking awesome. But anyway, and it's Andy Kubert who's yeah. the third artist. So really? They, they said they're going to do a past, present, future 
thing, so each artist is going to kind of hone in on. Kubert's always good. Uh, yeah, Kubert's isn't he the one that's been doing Dark Knight Three? Yeah, Kubert. Yeah, so he's probably going to do the but future this is, one. This is for the one shots, so not for. Metal. Yeah, that's just yeah. the two prelude one shots that takes place in June and and July. August Dark Knight's metal starts, and that's it's all Capullo and Snyder. So Roger, oh, nice. how do you feel about this? How badass! Uh, the cover looks awesome. Yeah. We'll see, huh? We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Again, look. I mean, I you know I love Capullo, love Capullo on Batman. Um, I know Snyder you love we'll relationship you know? with that. We'll see with Snyder. Look, he's capable of telling uh, a great story. And no, he's, no, he's uh, been doing all star Batman. He's a brilliant writer, he really is. You guys want to read a killer Scott Snyder story? Read American Vampire. I oh, mean, the Batman yeah. stuff everybody knows about, but there's an unsung just yes. piece of that you got me on art, man. That is you just, got me hooked on American Vampire. It's, it's Albuquerque and him. I remember it's you so asked me, How do you feel about vampires? and I was like, they, They're stupid, <laughs> they suck. Yeah, they suck. I was realizing I was gonna make a really bad pun. I should have just gone for it because I'm known for my bad puns. <laughs> you were already there, yeah. You know? just... And so Blaine's like, No, you don't understand. You you will <coughs> love this, and I was like, No, Blaine, I, I, anything. Anything even remotely connected to Twilight, because this was when everything was still going with those movies at the time. I was like, I want nothing to do with it. And he, you were like, basically like, you're going to eat your vegetables and like it. Oh, you'll like that was, it. Yeah. That was pretty much the attitude. Yeah. You, and I was like, bro, I trust you. Okay. Yeah. And I, it, it's one of the best things I've ever read. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, an ama- it's one of the best Vertigo things that come out for a long time. And here's the thing. At the the streaming, when they were talking about Dark Days, Scott Snyder wants to tell a great story. Yep. He wants this to be awesome. It's not like he's trying to phone it in. you know. So however you may feel about him in certain other stories and whatever, oh, and he's, I don't, he's I, yeah, trying. I, I believe you, and I don't ever think that's the case with him. I don't think he phones it in. I mean, I do think he wants I, – I think I have – me personally, I have – Love you. No, I, I'm, I'm just not as – you know, look, I don't, I don't like his storytelling style. You know, yeah, I don't think it. There's something about it that is just off-putting to me. Yeah. and no, that's know. okay. Let's keep going through the news. He's yeah. he's coming out with witches Started again. Yeah, that's back. And oh, snap! Just real yeah. quick, he did <laughs> Heather he, and Andre are waiting. He did he did promise that this is going to be a large scale event. It's not just all in Gotham with Batman. It's going to start. How many issues is it? Six, I believe. It goes through the summer. Um, but it's from the source source wall to Gotham and back is what he said. So it's going to be a huge thing. And he said, if you've ever wanted to see what like certain characters that you never thought Greg Capullo would draw are going to look like, it's coming in this. So, Dark yeah. side. Ugh, I, Hawkman. They already said Hawkman's going to have some. Really? Anyway. Uh, so other news, we have an Invincible movie coming, which normally I would be super stoked about, except for the fact that Seth Rogen's attached to it. And I hate he's Seth He's only Rogen. producing it, though. I know he's only producing and possibly doing some writing stuff, but I still, I hate that man's guts. He's a one-note comedian, and I just don't want him attached to anything I love. I agree. I, agree. I, I, don't, I, I don't want it because... For the fact that it's a movie, that's the I'm other with you. thing. We talked about this. Before. I wanted a series. It so should have been a, a serial cartoon. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. A- after Ryan Otley's style, that should. I agree that it would be. I hope that better. this does well enough that it inspires <coughs> yeah. a serialized animated cartoon series stylized after Ryan Otley's art. Yep. 
like exactly what you just said. It's kind of like what the idea do. of what they're doing with Chew. I don't know if they're still yes. doing the animated Chew thing. They are. They are. That's how that should have been done. And they're stylizing it after yeah. Rob. Well, Kirkman um, is executive <laughs> style, so. And I know Kirkman has a tight lid on his stuff, so it's. I doubt it will suck. Yeah. But you know the only blemish in Walking Dead's. Uh, I guess licensing to other things or whatever was that god awful video game that they put out on the Xbox. So uh, season one? No, not the not the oh. Telltale. Oh, they did a first person it. shooter style. Oh, it was it was horrible. Like even <laughs> even Kirkman made a joke. He's like, yeah, we're just not going to acknowledge that that exists. Like that's how yeah, unsatisfied the, the he was. The seasons with it. are good. Yeah, no, they good. are. Um, sorry, my mic's only tracking in mono, so that's why I haven't been using it. I don't know what's going on with it. It's, it's all good. Weird. Uh, from other news, we have Joss Whedon, who is apparently directing a Batgirl series, or a series, <laughs> producing and directing a movie in the DC Extended Universe. Oh, I love Joss. I love Joss is boss, man. He uh, I, I do not look forward to this at all. I know. Well, you're a big Batgirl well, fan, too, so. the thing is, like, everyone gets caught up on freaking Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. It is a horrible story to be coming off of. And that's what they're going to be doing, because that's just a DC's mood. They're going to be coming back from her coming out as, you know. Sorry, that's the wrong play. I didn't, I didn't a, hear a, that. Is that what didn't. they said? It's no, I'm take just, place. no, I'm what? just sure that's what they said. Oh, no. Well, that, you're saying the first storyline of New 52 Batgirl, that is Joss her, won't do that. her backstory. No, 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 he didn't say Joss that. Joss won't do it. Um, yeah, no, Joss won't do it. Uh, they just, they had asked him, are you going to do Burnside? And he was like, God, no. <laughs> Like he he, he's he's got a he's got something that pr- mm. and plus they've got DC's got their universe that yeah. so he's got to talk to Jeff Johns at some point to like square some well, stuff away. Also, so. just you know the way the way DC goes with movies, uh, I'm just not looking for. Hey, that now. ship is being righted. We'll yeah, I'll, I'll believe it when Hopefully. I actually I know. see it. I'm just I am keeping the faith. I here's the yeah, thing. I, I, I have like to, to agree. I've heard that before. I yeah, heard that I, the ship's being righted, and then I got. A movie called Batman versus Superman. Don't bring this down, Blaine, <laughs> with actual yeah. like, Man. truth. Man. Let me have my hey, hope. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I wanted to like PBS, but me too. It's more like BS. Uh, and then Matt, you were telling me apparently Xbox One started something with had hooked up with IDW, and now you can yeah. read digital all the IDW digital. Apparently, products. there's a bunch of uh, first volumes on an IDW app only on Xbox One. So if you have an Xbox, go check it out. I haven't tried it. I just saw the article. So that could be really interesting to stream comics these days. So cool, check it out. And then for some god awful reason, we're getting a Squirrel Girl TV show. Kill On it. Freeform with Cloak and Dagger. Kill it. Uh. And it's I think it's gonna be a Squirrel Girl Squirrel Girl slash New Warriors show. Yeah, it, it's a team book that she is the highlight of yeah. apparently. So. And it's Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. I want to die. Yeah. But only if it's Anna Kendrick though. It has to be her. <laughs> Uh, that would be perfect, but yeah. it probably won't happen. Yeah, I mean that would be a plus casting yeah, for them, but it's not happening. No. It'll be some unknown, yeah, so that they can afford it. That is crazy that they're doing. I guess I said that when Guardians came out too, and look how that turned out. So yeah, this is like it's freeform. true. You never you know. Watch anything or heard of anything about Freeform? No, I don't even know Freeform. It's Freeform is ABC, ABC Family. Yeah. Oh, they just changed this name for whatever reason. Anyway, okay, Good let's luck. Do, let, let's go <laughs> to some luck, questions. Guys. Let's go to some questions. Yeah. Apparently, we have okay. a plethora of. Uh, yeah. Oh, first I wanted to, uh, I wanted to give a shout out this week. I got a, I got a great, uh, email from Bryce Smith, um, uh, Patreon list or not Patreon. Um, 
uh, podcast listener in North Carolina, of all places. Yay. Sweet. Nice. My, my home state. Shout out. Oh, the trucker. Um, yeah. Says Sweet. He, says he listens and hey, re-listens to the podcast uh, while driving through the Great Smoky Mountains, nice. which I, I love up there. That's so uh, cool. Yeah. Bryce is his name? Bryce. What's Bryce. up, Bryce? Yeah, shout out uh, to Bryce. Dude, thank you so much. Bryce Smith. Yeah. Spread but, the word. Um, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, Bryce, thanks for listening. Um and now to uh, to questions, we have we we got a couple of questions from a couple of guys. So Aaron Candelari, first off, uh, Star Wars Rogue One came out, and so he was stoked on Blu-ray. And <laughs> yeah, um, okay, we'll try and we'll we'll pass this around real quick. What was your favorite cameo in the film? I mean, Go. Can we? Is there any other cameo I mean, besides Vader? Leia? I like Tarkin. I, I mean, Tarkin was great Tarkin, too. I, we knew we were going to get Leia Vader. Cameo but was creepy. I'm sorry. I love CG, CGI Leia. If they had just kept her with her back facing towards, that would have been right. perfect. But they, the like they went abomination way too far. of the Uncanny Valley CGI. Actually, Leia. Mon Mothma. Yeah. Seeing that actress okay. that they did for yeah, Mon Mothma, I thought that was. I was cool. going to say Vader. Well, Vader oh, was more than a cameo. Now the great thing, Vader you know that people. Mon Mothma was actually in a cut scene of Episode Three. Same actress. Really. Wow. So I'm saying that that's awesome. How true they kept to, yeah. you know getting the same actress, even though she was in a deleted scene of yeah. one of the prequel movies. That's cool. Uh, that was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, cameo of characters. Well, I'm gonna assume I can't consider Darth Vader a cameo. I did. I don't. Um, I because he because I don't think there'd longer. be. I don't think there'd be any other answers if we could. Um. I mean, it was cheesy, but the two guys from the cantina. Oh, that was a good you one. Go running into That's those two guys on the streets one. of. Yeah. Uh, you better watch yourself. Um, Jedi. Right? That, oh, he doesn't like you. Yeah. Or even three PL also. Yeah. The only way it could have been better is if uh, is if Cassian said he's not worth <coughs> she's not worth the effort. What about you know? the ship from Rebels? <laughs> I I don't watch and Rebels, the droid so Rebels. it just um oh. really you know it wouldn't stick out to me. I don't really know the. That droid. I forgot his name. Okay. Yeah. Follow-up question. What was your favorite scene? Just oh Darth Vader. The, the Vader thing. scene. Yeah. The whole thing, but yeah, Vader's Vader, Vader's there. cool thing. I mean, there's no other. Yeah. Anything scene. involving What's, K2SO because K2SO yeah, became K2SO my favorite K2SO was great. I feel bad that I don't That's remember true. his name, the blind guy. I just want to say the whole uh, movie. Cheer it. When he, cheer it. When cheer he goes cheer it. Cheer it. When, the way he goes out. Oh, yeah. Just doing the blind force. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, that was great. I got teary, man. I want to give a shout out to the cinematography because in Rogue One, the cinematography is awesome. The whole movie is shot. So well. I said that when I came out of the theater to everybody that was with me, yeah. Gareth Edwards did the Lord's work. Yes, he <laughs> and did. I and I hold to that. He did. Yeah. He did. He's a beautiful man with a beautiful vision. I didn't so. that. Okay. Um, switching now over to Carlos. Weekly Carlos. Carlos, what's up, Carlos man? Is getting missed back it on last track. week. I know he sent two questions. Oh, so that he's averaging up. out to. So we'll call him Average Weekly Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carlos. Just messing good, with you, buddy. Good Love man. you, son. Good man. Um, okay. He, uh, Carlos says uh, it's Frank Gorson's birthday today. Who? So the Riddler. Who is your favorite Riddler? Sorry. Frank or 
Jim Carrey. Frank. Is anyone yeah. actually going to answer this as Jim Carrey? No, I don't. I didn't think so either. Uh, Frank. I was like, is that really a he choice? Played he the was, Joker he as the Riddler. Batman. Yeah. You say Batman? Yeah, I was gonna say that's like the worst representation yeah. of the Joker ever. Frank. Yeah. Frank Gorshin's Riddler Carrey, was but... awesome. I think that was a setup. Yeah. Thing awesome. Somebody, somebody might get get, get banned from from the show. <laughs> the Riddler in the Arkham games, whoever that is. Mm. The voice actor. Yeah. I got yeah, a gor- Gorshin all day, man. Uh, hands down. All right, well, I'm yeah, oh shoot! I get Carlos actually kind of he kind of no, tricked me into like shows, he's got three yeah, questions yeah, absolutely. here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Everybody's talking at once. Sorry, Roger. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Carlos and and my apologies to this. Carlos uh, pointed out that I, that I haven't done the the comic book market share numbers in a while, um, and he was curious. Yeah, uh, we for February, but we did what the January. state of the industry is. Um, it's also April. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, looking at um, the most recent numbers I have right now are February. I should be getting March uh, soon. very soon, like probably on next week's podcast. Um, unit market share last month. Mar- Marvel sent out. Marvel had a meeting with retailers. Um, I, I think kind of a panic mode meeting. Um, and I, it, it wasn't very well received this week. You can read about it online. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's thoughts on what uh, apparently the industry took a significant downturn last fall. We witnessed it in this store also, I and mean, we've we've seen you know, historic outside of a couple of weeks at Christmas, we've seen historically low sales, which is kind of scary. Um, but uh, that all that all started uh, early fall, um, and and Marvel's talking a little bit about that um, to to kind of you know reinforce that point the the unit market share for for marvel was at 33.6 percent dc was at 33.47 percent so very close and then image comics which i've never seen before is at 18 percent wow now what that you know when when you look at and then when you run down after that it goes to idw at 3.2 percent which is you know closer to their typical market shares it's a little their dollar shares higher but it's it's fairly close the thing is is that you know my feeling when you're looking at these numbers you know small market publishers i think have more loyal followings with with the big two you have i mean there are so many books in the marketplace you have people come and go like look if you have if you're following 20 titles between marvel and dc and it's getting to be too much and you drop books those are the ones that you're going to drop it's less mm-hmm. like it's less you know you just have that's more of a of a percentage of the market share so to see image jump to 18 percent unit share i'm sure that the overall number of books that they sell has not doubled in the past month it's just that there's that many fewer books being yep. sold yeah. which gives and if images if if the yeah if the raw number I stays understand. the same yeah, yeah the indies stay you're not going to stop but, holding but, yeah. Walking Dead or East right. and West versus something else. If if Image is selling just just you know uh, as if Image sells eighteen thousand books out of a hundred thousand total in the industry, they've got eighteen percent. Um, but if the if the if the industry normally sells two hundred thousand books, they would be at nine percent. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, 
uh, dollar dollar share in the market. Uh, Marvel's at thirty seven point four percent. DC is at thirty percent. Um, again, relatively low. The rest of the numbers, uh, I mean, images at just under ten percent, and that's that's more, you know, in line I think with with where they're usually at. Anyway, so that's that's the state of the the industry, industry yep. right now. And we'll follow up with that in March. Um, Carlos Carlos has another question, and this one's for me. And this is this is a tough one. I got I got this question a little while ago, and I've been thinking about it. And I I don't know. Um, Carlos asks, "What are some of the biggest challenges in owning a comic book store?" Oh, <laughs> Isn't that a whole separate podcast? Loaded yeah. question. I, that's, uh, we don't have yeah. a question. For that answer. I don't. Yeah, that's tough. You know, because most they look living the dream, right? Let's do a living, segment on living that the, the dream. Next one. Yeah, um, I may I may have to come back to that. the The easy answer, and there's I mean, this. It's you know, it's a complex question. More a lot more complex than you would think. Um, what do you mean you don't read comics all day? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the easy answer is inventory control. Oh God, it's tough. Yeah. You know, uh, when when you know when you have a pull system and people don't pick up their books and that starts to get behind. When if you're not reading every book, okay. If you don't, you know, I have a pretty good judgment of what's good and what's not, independent of however I feel about those characters. I think, but I can't read all the books. And so if I know if I know that, you know, uh, a creative team changed on a book but I don't know that the book went to shit, then if I don't adjust my orders, I mean, you have to try, you know, we, we, we sell almost 300 titles. And, and so tracking inventory on, on all of those different items and, you know, people dropping the books, people, people adding books, you know, a lot of times books are, I mean, are stable. That's, you know, that's the job that a but just, crew could perform that you have to do by yourself. Yeah, with, with Teresa, God bless her. I, I love her. I'm sorry, baby, I got you into this. No, <laughs> uh, but no, in, inventory, all aspects of inventory is always, you know, knowing, you know, what, what movies are coming out, what, you know, different pop culture things, you know, what people are going to be coming in asking for. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a constant you got to stay a step issue. ahead, right? Yeah. Any other questions? I think that's it. Okay. I think I that's it. If I miss you, let me know, and, and we'll get to you two. next week. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so Blake asks, uh, if Alan Moore came back to DC Comics, what event would you want him to write, and which in-house DC artist would you want him to work with? Watchmen. Return to Swamp Thing. Ooh. Yeah. With oh, I could think of just about uh, I'd like to see Yannick Paquette come back to Swamp Thing. Him yeah. and Yannick. That would be cool little graphic novel maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yannick's really good. The Watchmen. I, no, I love that answer. Well, the Watchmen was like like it, you know, like I don't I don't I don't know if I uh, want him that's, to That's that's a sore subject with him too. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I don't I don't want him to just go out and try to to add more to that the I know. Don't you have to I'm that's why I'm looking at you and that's like okay. still like Um but I uh, I think I don't think that's his story like at this point to So what do you him. think? 
I don't, the man does creepy. So something really creepy and weird with uh, Constantine. That'd Justice. be good too. I would say any of the Justice. Yeah, Day, I was yeah say Dead, Dead Man. Man would be awesome. Oh yeah, I don't I know what Hawk artist Man though. and Hawk Girl. That would be cool too. There's a whole lore there that he could he could have fun with. Yeah. Um, Maybe get uh, what what would uh, what's the artist that's that's alternating on Batman right now? Um, not Finch, but um, oh, you're talking about uh, Bel Air? No, Jordy? No. no, that's the colorist. Oh man, okay. Uh, oh, I, what's the dude that alternates with Finch? He did the I Am Suicide run. Mickey. What's his name? Daniel Mickey. Mickey. Daniel no, Mickey. That's an inker. Uh, uh, this is Finch in there. Yeah, Finch. It's uh, Michael Jannon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. There you go. Or Mikhail Janine, however you say his name, because he's got accent marks over all, all the <laughs> his letters. Anyway, um, I think he would. I think he would do cool because he did a run on Justice League Dark that was cool. Um, yeah, hard to say as I mentioned earlier. I'm not a big Alan Moore fan, but yeah, usually the creepy stuff is good. Zatanna. So maybe? you mm. know, any of like the creepy, you know, if you want to go really creepy edge with Constantine, like we were saying, or you know. Maybe Etragon, that would be that fun. That would be cool. Um, yeah, but I would cool. say, yeah, good good artist to pair with him. You know, I'd have to agree with Blaine. Yeah, um, Yannick Paquette. Because oh, he is great at doing the, you know, the spooky horror-ish stuff like Swamp Thing. He kills it. He yeah. really so does. the other question I have is from Johnny, who was unable to be on the show tonight. Sorry, Johnny. Uh, he asked, what villain or supervillain do you sympathize with most? Oh, that's easy. Sinestro. <laughs> Simple. He, he just wants order yeah. to yeah. the universe. Don't we all? That. that makes sense. Don't I we love all? that. Um, I, you know what? I, I'll go. I'll go. Clayface. I sympathize mm. with him because he wasn't somebody that he was a victim first, mm. and then turned to. To me, he's a whiny actor. Yeah. I love the character, but <laughs> yeah. I, it's hard for me to have sympathy. Yeah. But no, it's it's it's, it's not so much the personality; it's it's like, oh, you didn't necessarily. Choose oh, I see what this. you're. I see what you're saying. You sympathize. See, I'm going with ideologies. Yeah, that's. I mean, circumstances is a little bit different. If, right? if, I mean, let's be honest. If I was going to go just strictly ideologies, I'd probably be right there with you. Like, yeah, let's fearmonger the crap out yeah. of this. Like, let's just just give me the yellow ring. Let's just slam this down. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would say Clayface just for from a purely sympathetic standpoint. That's a good one. A lot of Batman villains actually have that, you know. It's like Two-Face, well, depends on which writing yeah. you have, but, you know, yeah, it was mental damage that happened to the guy, but, you know, it was because of circumstances he couldn't help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not one of the villains that just went out and, you know what, I'm going to go have a life of villainy, you know. He was yeah. a good it, man. It kind of fell yeah. onto him, yeah. yeah. So. What about you, Roger? I don't sympathize with villains. <laughs> They're all scum. I mean, I don't either, but I was just playing with the question. I, well, my, no, no. My, my, my <laughs> probably, uh, I'd, I'd probably go to Marvel, but it Annihilus? would be like Galactus. Oh, no, God, not <laughs> force no, of the, nature. The man's just hungry. There. I mean, he's, he can't it's help a force it. of nature. Yeah. You know what? I can sympathize with that. I'm hungry yeah. all the time. Yeah. He's <laughs> dude's got to eat what a dude's got to eat. Go. It's true. Thanos. <laughs> the dude just wants to die, and he can't. Right. Yeah, that's a good one, too. <laughs> or Darkseid, he just wants to kill everything. Yeah, yeah I mean, Darkseid just wants to subjugate and eradicate life in the universe. Who doesn't? Who doesn't, right? Yeah. <sighs> Good questions. Yeah. Oh. All right. We have no new reviews? No, I didn't check. You didn't check. Uh, if you want, eyes are bleeding. Yeah, if you want to keep it's up late. with it, yeah, it is, I know. It is extremely late. Up. We got because of me. We got started very late. 
Um, if you guys want to keep every keep track with everything at the shop at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram, like for Horizon Comics on Facebook. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything going on with me at Saint Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for having me back, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great having you. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Right Good times. Yeah. I for all fun. your video game audio stuff, the high yeah. five five. I'm gonna try to get up that video pilot up of my new show up by Monday. So. I'll be posting about that. Check Excellent. Free comic book day. One month from Saturday. I can't More wait. To come. Holy crap. We're already a month away from free comic book More day to come. again. Hopefully yes. I'll be here. All the books are coming in yeah, next week. Gonna, we uh, have plans. Yeah. <laughs> we do. I just got all tingly. So stay tuned. More right. details to come. Sweet. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week.